Hello everybody, this is Curtis from Tremble letting you know that we are brought to you by Shudder. Shudder is the horror movie streaming service that brings you all the latest and greatest that horror has to offer. But you don't have to take my word for it. You can use TremblePod, that's T-R-E-M-B-L-E-P-O-D, when you sign up for an account. This will give you a free 30-day trial on us, so you can check it out for yourself. With that said, let's get on with this week's episode. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Tremble, the horror movie podcast. I'm your host, Curtis. With me, as always, is Taylor. How's it going, Taylor? Uh, doing pretty good. Trying to keep my lungs healthy. Yeah. Uh, where we live right now, it's uh, not only do we have to contend with COVID, but we have to deal with smoke covering the skies. So yay, yay, yay. <laughs> living in uh, hell on earth, as I say. So it really does kind of feel like that. Like it feels like there's like some sort of like end of days type shit going on because. I was uh, I was at work and I like looked out my window and I saw like a bunch of moths. I turned, I was doing some work. I'm like, whatever, don't don't get distracted by the moths. I turned again and like it went from like some like five moths to like eighteen moths on my window. And I'm like, oh my gosh, this is it. This is the end of days. Like, yep, yep, <laughs> literally revelations. We are in the end times. They were all right. <laughs> yeah, just you know, capping off 2020 with like just the, the worst shit storm ever. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, uh, Steve will not be with us this week, uh, which is unfortunate because I feel like he'd have a lot to say about the two movies we're talking about. Uh, the first one being Basket Case, uh, which, very apt title, because it literally is a movie about a guy carrying around a basket everywhere, which it feels like the weirdest thing. Like, whenever you see him carrying around this basket in this movie, you're like, dude, is could you not have gotten like a backpack or like, <laughs> like a pulling cart or something that was a little more easier than carrying around an entire wicker basket but uh maybe it was like his brother's uh it, it was like his brother wanted a, a place to live that was his own so he had to choose it you know and just, a backpack yeah maybe it didn't feel right i just wanted a scene where he's putting belial in different like containing kind of units and belial's just like frowning and like crossing his arms and, like, <laughs> no like, I'm not going in a wheelbarrow. Nope, not going in a backpack. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's the big... It's kind of hard not to talk about this movie without spoiling it. But uh, yeah, it's... Um, it, Basket Case is a really interesting movie because it it really is largely dependent on the twist of the movie, which is that Belial is essentially uh, him and his brother... Uh, we're conjoined at the hip and they get separated and they go after the doctors that separated them and kill them mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. that's what you do after that. I'm pretty sure. Right. It's like, you just go and you just decide I'm going to kill the people who separated me from my brother. Um, totally normal, totally normal line of reasoning. Yeah. And it's like really for, uh, you know, the, the, the added benefit of not having your, uh, deformed brother, uh, conjoined to your hip like that would that would seem like actually kind of like a benefit i don't you know it always seems kind of weird that he would like want to go kill them and i'm like dude i think this is probably in your favor uh, yeah i mean they can be their own people now or whatever you know he yeah. it, he, he should have just got i'm i'm picturing like um full metal alchemist style he should have just got his brother like a suit of armor and then they could have teamed up and they could have that anyways that's a lot of thought we don't need to go down but <laughs> um 
but uh, yeah, um, Basket Case is a very weird movie. I think it mm-hmm. kind of works as like a really fun kind of midnight movie. Like you just throw this on late at night, maybe after you've had a joint or two or a couple drinks, and it just yep. it becomes so much better. Um, but yeah, Basket Case, the official summary, a grotesquely deformed t- Siamese twin joins forces with his brother to stalk the physician who separated them at birth. Not really at birth, though. That's kind of like a, no. Because, like, Dwayne... They were definitely older, yeah. Yeah, Dwayne was, like, probably, like, a few years younger than what he is in the movie, so... Also, it looks like they just kind of, like, strapped him down on this table and just went to town. Like, that did not look like a real medical procedure of any sort. No, it did not. But, s- yeah. It, it didn't seem like it was that well thought out. No. Um, but uh also the the sound effects and maybe just the audio in general in this movie it was interesting that's that's what i want to say but like specifically during that medical procedure the sound effects they put over top of just like the skin ripping and tearing when they're going in with like a little scalpel is it's kind of comical (laughs) it made me laugh a little bit it doesn't like come close to matching what it would actually probably sound like no not at all but it was good it was it was funny because it was like obviously they were trying to show that this is a traumatic experience for him but you're just kind of sitting there watching trying not to giggle at it the whole time yeah Yeah. that was that was kind of like um the the other movie we're talking about tourist trap it was both of those movies kind of had those moments in it for me yeah it's it's sort of like you're laughing at the movies a lot of the times Mm-hmm. Um, but they they do have their odd little bits of charm, mm-hmm. um, like when uh, you know they make a big case, like a big case for like trying to like figure out what's in the basket, and uh, Dwayne's always like it's clothes or he's got some kind of excuse. But it just seems so weird that he's carrying it around with him everywhere, um, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, um, even like when he's feeding Belial all those burgers and it looks like he bought like <laughs> 20 hamburgers. And I'm yeah. Like, Dude, that's, that's, he's treating his brother well. Yeah. He likes his burgies. Yeah. Um, that's why we chose it. I just, you know, I don't know. I, I like a good midnight horror movie. Like one that's just not a, necessarily a good movie, but it can be kind of entertaining in some cases. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And I think it kind of summarizes this movie in a nutshell. It's definitely not a good movie, but <laughs> it, it, it's it got some entertaining moments. And um, yeah, it, it's like when Belial is basically just scratching people to death. It, I always that always cracks me up because like really... I'm still I'm still kind of confused at how he gets around, how he does things like he just kind of skitters, I guess, on his little yeah. arms. But like, yeah, that was. Just picturing him getting around is a, a funny image in and of itself. Yeah. But I think, yeah, I think the the, the almost the comedy of it is kind of part of the charm of it, too. And yeah. it's it's not the best movie ever, yeah, but uh, it will give you a good chuckle. Especially if, yeah, you're watching it late at night, uh, slightly inebriated. Yeah, that's kind of probably the best way to watch this movie, admittingly. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's why I chose it. Um, when was the first time you watched this, Taylor? Was it for the podcast? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, I don't think I had even heard... Maybe I had heard the title once briefly mentioned before. Um, but, I mean, with a name like Basket Case, you kind of know that you're in for something crazy. So Yeah. Uh, and it, it does kind of suck, because when you talked about um, getting spoiled earlier, all of the descriptions of this movie, when you look it up online, just immediately give away that it's him and his 
brother that he's carrying around in the basket. And that does kind of suck because I feel like I, I went into that movie knowing that. And so it kind of took away some of probably what I would have got out of this movie if I didn't know that it was his Siamese brother in the basket. Yeah. Um, but, so that that kind of sucked. But other than that, like, I, I think if you had wa- gone into it not knowing, like, if you're going to show this movie to someone, try not to tell them anything about it. And I think yeah. it'll be a better experience. For sure. Yeah, like, if you were to watch this and, like, somebody was like, what's in the basket? You'd just be like, I don't know, probably clothes. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It, it sucks because it sort of falls into, like, that trap of, like, most older movies. Like, for instance, with um, Planet of the Apes, not a horror movie, but, like, everyone knows the plot twist in that movie now. So, yeah. like, it's yeah, so hard to, like, watch that movie as a pure thing and actually get shocked by it because literally the cover for most of the releases, home video releases of Planet of the Apes will have the uh statue of liberty on the beach there and it's like that's that's literally the reveal at the end of the movie and it's like it's right really yeah frustrating and i think yeah basket case it's case where like belial is probably the most like in terms of like getting out of the movie and being more of like a pop culture thing i think belial is probably the the biggest thing out of this um mm-hmm. and i remember the first time i watched this i was really young but uh, we used to watch the show called Whose Line Is It Anyways? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's a good show. Yeah. And they had a segment where they would have somebody pretending to be a reporter and they would have the other people's anchors and the anchors had to try to, like, hint at what the reporter was talking about and he would have a screen behind him. And there was always a running gag that they would have Belial behind him. And they'd have to, like, <laughs> try to explain what Belial is to this person who's the reporter who doesn't know what's behind them. Oh, and, man, that's great. Yeah, and I would watch it with, like, family. And then I remember we were in a Blockbuster video. Back when that was a thing, Blockbuster, you know, you go in there, rent your movies. I know most people, it's just, like, this urban legend now at this point. But um, I'd go in and, like, I think it was, like, my uncle was like, oh, you know that Belial we watched in that show? They had, this is the movie that it's from. And I was like, we have to watch this. I need to see what this Belial is all about. <laughs> And uh, yeah, I was not disappointed because it's just such a such a weird oddball movie. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, so Belial, uh, yeah, he's uh, he's an odd little boy. I also love that like the father just is so dismissive of him. He's like, I only have one son. This other thing is not my son. I'm like, I think technically, legally speaking, yes, he is. Your son. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's probably got a birth certificate. So, yeah. or maybe not. Maybe they didn't even give him one. But yeah, yeah. You know, he's he's in the he's in the the system for sure. Like you can't yeah. just dismiss your your other son. But, yeah, um, I mean, I guess if they considered him dead, he is a, a being, so he he was considered a person at some point. True, but but yeah, I always find it funny. He's like, "Yeah, this is not my son." I'm like, "I'm pretty sure they consider that your son." Yeah. Um, you got a couple emails. Henry says, "I've never checked out the works of Frank Hendenlauter. Should I?" Uh, that's the director of this movie. He's kind of known for like exploitation. Be you know, B-movie cinema, probably not even B, probably even lower than that, probably, like, C cinema. <laughs> like, like, they're kind, yeah. of, they're kind of more um, exploitation-style horror comedies. Uh, but he's made quite a few. He uh, made all three Basket Case movies, so that this is a trilogy. Uh, and then he made Brain Damage, which is probably, in my opinion, his 
best movie. Um, hmm. And uh, he, yeah, he's made a few others. He doesn't have a huge filmography. I think he's made like in total like 10 or 10 to 15 movies in total. Um, but uh, yeah, they're, they're, they all kind of follow the same sort of comedy horror blend. So if you like Basket Case, you would probably enjoy him because it's not like they really ever change much. He kind of sticks to the same formula. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah. Cool. Yeah. And then Marion kind of has a follow up question Are the two sequels any good? Uh, I would say the second film is good. The third one is not as good. Um, but basically, do they are they like direct story follow ups? Do they have any of the same characters at all? Or, yeah, so the brother, the two brothers actually feature in all three movies. Oh, wow, yeah, that's kind of surprising, actually. Yeah, but it gets really weird because they introduce like, um, a, this like sort of like group of others, sort of like deformed people, like misfits and whatnot. And that becomes sort of like a running subplot between those two movies, two and three, is sort of the the character of Ruth, who kind of becomes like this leader of these, uh, yeah, kind of sort of deformed people uh, and whatnot. So hmm. uh, they they that's sort of your subplot across the, the those two movies. Yeah, it's it, the second one's good. Um, I think the second one, if I'm not mistaken, ends with Dwayne trying to like reattach Belial to him. It's just really oh my weird. goodness, it's really weird. That sounds weird, but honestly, now that I hear that, I'm kind of surprised that wasn't part of the plot of the first movie <laughs> yeah. because it seems like they're so in- upset about being separated. Why not instead of killing the doctors, try and you know get them to reattach? Yeah. Anyways, yeah, I'm um, thinking up whole new plots, but yeah. So, I yeah, the third one is probably less good, but the second one's not bad. Again, if you like the first one, you'll probably enjoy the second one. And the third one, yeah, I don't know, maybe you watch if you just know what you're getting yourself into. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, uh, I, I was, sometimes even I'm kind of like, you watch this movie, it seems like such a singular movie. It doesn't seem like something that would have a trilogy with it or anything, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, especially since, I mean, it seems like they got the revenge, or Belial got the revenge he was looking for, you know? Yeah. So what? where can you really go from that once everyone's dead already? Also, like, re-watching this movie, it, like, kind of Dwayne and Belial end the movie sort of against each other, like... Yeah, they, it, yeah. Like, and then the movie picks up and they're generally, like, pretty okay with each other, and I'm like... <laughs> You two are, like, at each other's throats at the end of the last movie. Uh, Brotherly love, you know, you get over that kind of stuff. You get over your brother uh, killing the woman that you maybe potentially love. It's just a brother thing, you know? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Um, Yeah, this this movie's just kind of all over the place, but I kind of love it for that. Because, yeah, like, canonically speaking, I was thinking about that. I'm like, I just know how two goes, and I was like... Wait, they would like they wouldn't be liking each other. They'd be hating each other's guts, you know. Like they would not be getting along at all. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, let's get on to some awards. Uh, do you have a favorite line from this movie? Um, a lot of the lines. So when I first started watching this movie, I made a lot of notes about just how weird the dialogue was. <laughs> like sometimes a character would just come up and like the the i think the, the doctor lynn lifflander i think his name is in the first little bit yeah. i just made a note that his lines are just not they're just not good and you're starting off the movie with with that and you're like okay 
this is what I'm getting into. Um, but one of the actual lines I wrote down, I think it was the, I don't remember her name, but it was the female doctor uh, in the beginning who's like having dinner with someone when mm-hmm. the other doctor calls and is like, yo, this dude just came in and he's got the scar that reminds me of this other dude that we separated, right? Yeah. And she, she says into the phone right before she hangs up, she's like, neither of us know any Dr. Lifflander, and neither of us have ever been in Glens Falls, but one of us would like to get back to her dinner. Good night. And then she hangs up, and it's just so good. Yeah. Uh, and that's I think that's one of the only lines that I wrote down uh, after that, because after that, I just get, got too entrenched in what the fuck was happening in the movie. Yeah, it's uh, definitely... I. I, the funny thing is, is like, I have like sections of dialogue that I really like. Like, I like the scene with Dwayne getting drunk at the bar and he just starts telling mm, mm-hmm. the girl about like everything. And mm-hmm. it's sort of like, it's, it's like when you're like on a bad date and somebody kind of starts saying something that you're like, oh man, like, uh, what did I get <laughs> myself into? It's, it's always kind of funny. But my favorite line is the hotel manager and he's storming down the stairs and he says, this isn't a hotel, it's a nut house. Oh yeah, <laughs> I mean, kind of. He's not wrong. Seeing some, seeing some of the people that are there, yeah. Yeah, so I always find that line funny because it's just his delivery too. He's just storming down the stairs and he just stops to just bellow that out. And I'm just, it's always great. It's all in the yeah. delivery, but uh, yeah. Oh yeah, oh yeah, and just with the circumstances of what's happening too, it's like, ugh. yeah, yeah. Uh, do you have a favorite performance in the movie? Um, it was kind of difficult i think i wrote down uh the actor who plays casey or the actress who plays casey just because some of the line deliveries were were better than some of the other actors in the movie from what i thought yeah um but i don't know if i necessarily have a performance that really sticks out to me in my head because everyone else was kind of just like they had some lines that were delivered well but then other times it was like "Ooh, maybe you should have done a retake (laughs) yeah um yeah, I would probably uh, say, like, yeah, the actress who played Casey, she did a pretty good job. Yeah. Or the the love interest, I think her name was Sharon. She yeah. was felt good, too. I think that was, this might have been also, like, too, like, one of the only movies she was ever into. Like, I don't think she acted much else aside from that. Mm. Um, but, uh, yeah, the, uh, like, the thing is, too, is, like, a lot of these actors kind of show up in a lot of the other directors' work. Like, I know Beverly Bonner, mm. who played um, the the neighbor, Casey, she showed up in uh, all the other Basket Case movies, as well as uh, Brain Damage and a few of the other movies. So she kind of mm. pops up in the director's other stuff, which is kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. It, is it bad that I kind of want to give it to the the father? Because I feel like he was probably like, <laughs> like he had the no, most, I can see that he had the most emotional range in this. He was just like, no, I don't want to, I I can't deal with my sons and all this. And I'm like, oh, he's just like really like, you know, he he had the most range out of all of them. I mean, the brother uh, Dwayne, like he was just kind of, he was okay, but he was sort of he he didn't really have too much range. He just kind of seemed like he was just sort of showing up to just be like, I can't show you what's in my basket. No. Yeah. I, I can see that. He was a little flat almost yeah. like, like he was just along for the ride and whatever his brother wanted to do, he was down for. Yeah. Well, I was like, we need to go for 50 more hamburgers. Stat. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I can understand that because I love burgers, but yeah. 
<laughs> I always find that funny though when Bilal's just like just munching on those hamburgers. I'm like, dude, you're just going to town, like. Or like a whole package of hot dogs. He just like drops them in one by one, like he's a, feeding a snake or something. Some of the funniest moments in this movie are where they're just feeding Belial because just dropping the food in, all you hear is. Nah, 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 nah. <laughs> yeah, it's all sound effects, man. It's whatever sound effects they put over top of it. They're just so. Uh, I can't tell if the person who was doing the editing on this is wanted to make this a comedy specifically or if that was the director's choice but like yeah. it uh yeah and there are just times too where the audio it sounds like it's like clipping over itself and like dialogue like characters are talking over each other and stuff and it's yeah. just this whole movie is just like been put together in a way that feels a little bit i don't know it's a little unpolished but at the same time it's it's very entertaining <laughs> i think yeah if you could turn your brain off for a lot of it it's yeah that's a good it could be something it's just yeah yeah i was watching this like friday morning and i was definitely sober and i was just like (laughs) this is but i i still enjoy this movie i mean even though i can recognize yeah it's not a good movie per se yeah um do you have a favorite kill in the movie um I, I honestly liked the dad getting cut in half by the saw because that was so extra to me just yeah. to have the saw go down and he's cut entirely in half. Um, I'm not sure. There's what was there? There was the scalpel also in the face. That was good. The the bunch of scalpels. And then I don't even really know how the love interest died. Like, obviously, she got assaulted, but yeah. I don't know how the actual death happens there. So not quite sure i think the saw one is probably my favorite yeah um i go with like the one at the beginning the dr harold one just because that's the one that like kind of has the most suspense like that's true yeah um or maybe it's not i don't think it's maybe it's no it's not the harold was no the one that they would go to visit like one of the first ones they go when they visit the town harold that's it yeah that was the one that i kind of liked the most because the there was like the scene where he's just like kind of flailing around with um, <laughs> Belial on his face and then he, Belial just lets go and you just see him like covered in blood and, and then like Belial just like puts his arms into like the dude's like abdomen and just starts like ripping everything out and it's just like yeah it, Dwayne's just like hanging out he's just like oh I don't know what's going on like <laughs> like checking his watch like all right hurry up yeah so I, yeah, that was probably my favorite I yeah, the one at the beginning is not bad too, but yeah, the the one with like the sleazy mustached uh, doctor always gets me. Mm-hmm. Um, dumbest decision. I think we might have touched on this, but maybe it was not just maybe not getting just reattached. Like if it's really you know. Yeah, I mean, especially once your your dad's already dead. Like, who's gonna say no, right? Like, yeah, y- your problems are are already solved. Just get him reattached. I mean, obviously, it's a little too late, maybe, but he's still. I was honestly more surprised that they could successfully re or like detach the brothers without one of them like not being alive anymore. But well, I think you know, explain, movie magic. I think they explain it like, oh, they don't share organs; they're just attached by the skin. And which I'm like, oh, that's pretty convenient. But yeah, I yeah, seems like maybe not the way that it probably would work. But I'll believe it for the sake of this movie. <laughs> yeah, suspend some disbelief for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah um uh, yeah uh, what was- uh yeah I, I don't really know 
that one of mine wasn't necessarily the dumbest decision in the movie, but the fact that the the doctor, uh, I'm so bad with names, the female doctor in the end who gets all the scalpels in her face just uh, has a, dra- a drawer full of scalpels that don't have, like, covers or anything protecting them. They're literally just, like, knives in a drawer that she's reaching into, basically. Yeah. That seemed like a pretty dumb decision. Um, yeah. And I don't know. I mean, just the, the main character not real Dwayne not realizing that you know letting his brother just go around killing people will probably come back to him at some point or like he might have to like deal with some sort of consequences he just seemed very neutral towards everything and just like yep okay that's done just gonna move on now like yeah no no thought to anything afterwards (laughs) yeah I think he probably assumed like oh if I just hang out in the alleyway no one's gonna notice anything and it's like "Eh, I I guess so they probably would and he's just such a nervous-looking person in general that I guess he he thinks no one will yeah really point the finger at him, which is probably true. So yeah, yeah, he's just such a a, a weird character because he just sort of stalks around and like he doesn't really socialize well with other people. Not to say that that's like creepy in and of itself, but like in this movie, it's just like this weird combination where it's like, yeah, dude, you would definitely be ra- raising some red flags. Yeah, I mean, he does seem at least normal in the sense that he wants a normal relationship. Mm-hmm. Like, I, when when he first met uh, the love interest at the doctor's office, I immediately thought, oh my goodness, he's going to, like, try and murder her or something. But then, like, he actually wanted to keep her away from his brother. So, obviously, he's got some kind of, you know, uh, logic going on in his brain, but yeah. that completely goes out the window for every lo- other living human being, except for her. <laughs> Yeah. Um, what would you give this movie a score of? Oh, uh, this is tough. There were there were some parts that I did get a good chuckle at, but I don't know if this is a movie that I would choose to rewatch. Um, unless it was something that is like, let's put on something that is just ridiculous and funny and just you know, mm-hmm. you don't need to think too much about. Yeah. Um, I think I'm gonna give this a six out of ten. Okay. I have only seen it once, though. I don't know. That's the thing about some of these movies. I don't know if I would, you know, give them a different score on a rewatch. This one is one of those that maybe because I feel like there's probably some good bits that I missed just going through the first time. But I'm sticking with a six, I think. Yeah, I give it like an eight. It's it's solid enough. It's um, yeah, I, I think like it's not a good movie. <laughs> like I could not give this a 10 out of 10, even if I tried. But uh if, if I'm being really generous, it's an 8 out of 10. And it's only just because, like, I just find the whole sort of, like, setup kind of absurd. And, mm-hmm. and like, there's some good blood and gore effects in this for the time and for the budget that they had. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it, but, it, yeah, it's definitely, like, if you're comparing this to, like, The Shining or, you know, Exorcist or any of these, like, classic well-made horror cinema yeah, it, it, there's no way that Basket Case holds a candle to those. But, you know, every so often you need a greasy cheeseburger and you don't quite need <laughs> steak, so. Yeah, I, I will say I am going to probably have a thought every once in a while when I'm eating a cheeseburger about this movie now. Yeah. Because I, I, I identify with uh, Belial in that aspect. We're both burger people. Yes, 100%. <laughs> um cool well uh steve's not here but you might as well check him out still on social media and uh his website there 
the Steeple Dead on Twitter, and he's thievestebbing.ca. Uh, Taylor, where can people find more of you on the internet? Um, mostly on social media, on Instagram and Twitter. My username is Circeanic, and I have a uh, website, circeanic.home.blog. If I ever do anything else, well, sometimes I do D&D things, sometimes I do uh, another podcast with my uh, friend. So if I ever post about it, it'll be there. Nice. Uh, and I'm over at threeingreeners.com, film critic Kurt on Twitter. And, um, yeah, I'm also Fatal Koala on Letterboxd. I'm pretty active on there. You know, usually I'm kind of like, oh, I just reviewed a movie. Let's go log in on Letterboxd. So if you're thinking, what does Kurt think of this movie? Letterboxd is a good way to find out because I probably have an opinion on it on there. Uh, cool. Well, until next time, we're talking tourist trap. Bye for now.